Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip again. I hope you're doing well. I'm sitting here on the porch, listening to the rain. Listening to the rain and the birds and watching the squirrels run around out here in the rain. And, um, you know, this podcast I've been thinking about for a couple of days because um, somebody posed a question to me about God is not a God of compassion. If he's a God of compassion, why does he allow the things to happen? Why are people suffering? Why is America suffering? Why Why are we... Um, the hands of a bad leadership and our country going astray and printing money that we can't, e- we can't even pay back, you know? Transgender, gay, homosexual, um, puberty blockers, people killing their kids and it's just all kinds of stuff going crazy. And specific question was, what about God and compassion? Why doesn't he have compassion on us? Well, if you know anything about the Bible, you know he does at certain times. Um, I'm reminded of this rain while I'm sitting here. I mean, this is going to be a week of rain going on. And I've talked about this a couple of years ago and about Noah and the flood and that God gave us a rainbow as his promise. He would never, ever flood the world again. That's compassion. He's having compassion on us for flooding the whole globe and killing everybody that was on it. But... I know for some of you that's kind of a broad stroke with a paintbrush and you want something more specific. So I went and dived in my Bible a while ago and I found a few things about God and his compassion. So here we go. In Romans nine fifteen, this is Paul writing to the church of Rome. Um, he says in 9.15, he says, Israel's rejection and God's justice. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? Certainly not. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whomever I will have compassion. So then it is not of him who wills, nor of him who runs, but of God who shows mercy. And then he talks about the Pharaoh, you know. He says, for the scripture says to Pharaoh, for is the very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Therefore, he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills, he hardens. 
Well, there's a answer right there for a lot of you. You get hardened hearts. You, you can't understand the compassion that God has given you, so you get hardened hearts. You know, I saw a thing the other day. I can't remember all of it. The guy said, he said, but God conditions us. He gives us strife to make us stronger. He gives us he gives us all kinds of things to train us. You know, we're, we're scolded, we're trained, we're beat, we're brought up. And, and all the long, it's conditioning us and making us better. And he's having compassion on us. But for those who flat out reject and refuse... You turn your back, you're grumbling, you always got something to say about how God's not this, God's not that, and God he really was round, etc., yada, blah, blah. Eventually, he hardens your heart. Eventually, he don't care anymore. It's like, I don't want you. If you're not going to understand my compassion, I'm, I'm done with you. I'm not going to put up with it no more. I'm done with you. So on that, let's go look at um, let's go look at Jonah. Remember Jonah? Jonah was the guy that got ate by the fish in the belly of the serpent fish for three days. Um, but God was trying to get Jonah to go prophesied in Nineveh, and finally after, you know, Jonah uh, got tired of God hounding, hounding him because he was rejecting God. He was running from God. He knew, he knew that he was the one that was at fault for the boat being about to sink in the high storms, and he knew that he needed to be thrown overboard because he wasn't going to give in. He said, I'm not going to my destination. Just throw me overboard. Be done with it. You know, at least I'll die and won't have to go to Nineveh. Little did he know he's going to get eaten by a big whale. But eventually, the whole city of Nineveh listened to what um, God proclaimed and the word came to the king, and and he rose from his throne and 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 uh, repented and threw sackcloth on himself and ash and and he proclaimed throughout Nineveh. He said, "Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone." turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Man, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. God, can you imagine if we had a leader in our country today that prayed that over this nation? A leader that brought us back to God? As a nation, can you imagine? We would be unstoppable. 
So when the king did that and the people obeyed, God saw what they did and that they turned. And God relented from the evil disaster, or not from the evil, from the disaster he had. And he didn't do it. And Jonah was mad. Jonah was mad because he came to town. He had to endure all this stuff. God hounded him, hounded him like a bloodhound, put him in a fish. Just, you know, basically as far as Jonah was concerned, he made his life miserable. He even killed the plant that was giving him shade when he was sitting on the hillside. And God said, Should I not pity Nineveh, the great city, in which there are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right and left hand? God was saying, Why can't I? Why can't I? That's me. I can have compassion if I want to. I'm God. I created all this. It's up to me to have compassion on who I want to have compassion. Again, many people, there are many Jonas in this world that grumble, complain. They think that they know God better than God does. You know what? Does a biscuit that you bread up with flour and salt and water, milk, knead up and put in the oven, does it know any better about itself than the person that created the biscuit? I mean, that's what you are. You're just, we're just a little piece of dough that's molded and God's made us and we don't know. We don't know anything. He created the heavens and the earth, but yet we think we know everything. We think we can... We can predict God and his compassion or lack of compassion or why he doesn't spare people or why people are born with issues or it is beyond our understanding. I just, you know, <laughs> me and my buddy Bird talk a lot and I'm like, you know, I would not give a f- flipping million dollars to be in some people's shoes when they die and have to stand before the seat of judgment and have to face the guy that created them and made all this stuff happen in the world and you're going to get a lot of questions answered right then that's for sure and I'm certain they're not going to be to your liking but you know I was reading more more about his compassion And I found a very nice description in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 42, 12. He says, And I will show you mercy, that he he may have mercy on you and cause you to return to your own land. I will show you mercy. He's talking about the children of Israel. But 13 through 18, he says, But if you say we will not dwell in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord your God, saying no, but we will go to the land of Egypt where we will see no war, nor hear the sound of trumpet, nor be hungry for bread, and there we will dwell. And you see, they were unhappy with everything that had happened since they left Egypt. And they were saying, 
you know what, screw this crap, walking around the desert and dying and eating manna and whatever. We won't, we're going to go back to Israel. At least well, at least uh, we were slaves and we had everything take, you know, prepared for us and we didn't have to do all this stuff. See, that's a pig is comfortable in its own wallow is what it is. You know, there's a lot of people that complain about life, but nobody does anything to change their situation. Nobody does anything to change their environment. So they were threatening to go back. So he says, then here now, the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if you holy set your faces to enter Egypt and go there to dwell, then it shall be that, by, that the sword which you feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. The famine of which you were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt. And there you shall die. So shall it be with all the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to dwell there. They shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. And none of them shall remain or escape from the disaster that I will bring upon them. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as my anger and my fury have been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so will my fury be poured out on you who enter Egypt. And you shall be an oath, an astonishment, a curse, and a reproach, and you shall see this place no more. You know, he's saying, you ungrateful bunch of people, ungrateful ungrateful oh ungrateful I, you know I, it is the nature of people to bitch and complain you know there's a lot of people running around bitching and complaining about God and his compassion these same people that worry about God and his compassion if you would open your eyes in the morning when you wake up and say, thank you, Lord, for the roof over my head. Thank you for the clothes that I have to wear. Thank you for the heat, the shelter, my health, the ability to walk and see. You know, I, I, I don't have infirmities. I have family. My, my children are healthy. I have a job. You should be thanking God from the morning from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. You know, I have a little running joke I say to my children and people whenever we go out to eat and go sit down with a group of people on the, at the table and they grab their food and they start eating and then I'm sitting there praying and and they look up and I say, that's okay, you, you don't have to pray. You don't have to pray. Go ahead. You may choke to death. But, you know, it's up to you. You may not choke to death, but I'm not testing God. I'm thankful for everything. And he has compassion on me. And empathy. He loves me. He takes care of me. He guides me. Am I the greatest evangelical that I, that's around? No. Am I as good as a lot? No. Am I better than I was? Amen. 
I am a constant, constant work in progress. I can't pray like some people pray. And I'm bad at, you know, just, how do I say, witnessing the people. But I do. I go out there. I meet people. I I show them my tattoos or I talk about God or I ask them about, are they saved? And he has compassion. I could be living out of a vehicle. Heck, I could... I could have had my legs blown off in Iraq, or I could have gotten shot, or he has had compassion on me and my family. I have an actual living prodigal daughter, one that left me when she was young and ran crazy and did all kinds of things, and she came back to me. And our relationship is it's out of this world, y'all. It's amazing. She's a beautiful lady. She's got a daughter. She's, she's an amazing mom. She is the apple of my eye. She is so much like me when I was her age. I can look and I can see the same mistakes I made. But God had compassion on me. He brought her back. You know, sitting here, like I said, watching the rain. Yeah, it gets a little soggy after a couple of days. And, you know, it starts getting damp and all kinds of things. And But, you know, it's... The world needs water. Animals need water. He's not going to flood us out again. He may kill us with fire. He may, you know, it could be a nuclear fire or a solar burst or who knows what. He could do that. But, hey, that's going to be quick and painless. It's not going to be drowning. My God is a God of compassion. I can't even begin to imagine how many times a day he he saves me from an asteroid hitting this planet or a car pulling out in front of me or a heart attack or my health, you know. He is compassionate, and I love him. I love him. I thank him. I worship him. People just don't understand how much more simple your life would be if you embraced it instead of fighting it. And this is Pastor Chip. Thanks for tuning in. God bless all of you. Thank you for your prayers. Welcome to the ones that have just picked up, I believe, in Turkey. I know it's troublesome over there sometimes as well, but we've all got our problems, but we've all got a good God. So everybody be blessed, be safe, and I'll catch you on the next one.